Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. And can we add another word today, the word glory? We're, today, we're going to be looking at seeing the glory of God, that series that Pastor Jesse has been teaching on the last month. And today, I'm going to be focused, because it's a new year, January 2nd, uh, three areas to give God the glory for in 2022. Three areas to give God the glory for in 2022. Can you believe it's another year? I, I don't even know what happened to 2021. It was January, and then it was December. It was snow, and then it was time to buy gifts and go into another year. But all that said, we're just grateful to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Carol and I have been serving here uh, for two and a half years, and it's a blessing to be up here. I'm not up here much, but uh, I do... Uh, have a love for God's word and a love for you all here at Grace in the past two and a half years we've been here. Let's just look quickly at uh, Psalm uh, 19 today, verses 1 through 14. And you don't have this, but I will just read a little bit of, of it before we get started with our three points. Verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech, and night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. The voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his, its course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its great circuit to the other end. Nothing is hidden from its heart, heat. And so we want to just start off, first of all, talking about giving God the glory for what he has created. Giving God the glory for what he has created. It is so important to look at God's creation and you here up in the Northwest, you have everything up here. I'm from Northern California, and we have some of the beautiful qualities of creation, but we don't have the snow, and we don't have Mount Rainier, 14,000 feet. I think I've been halfway up there once. I said halfway, and that probably was in my mind because it's a long way up there. But we want to first give God the glory for what he has created and there's several areas here, the skies, the universe, the sea, the sun, and um, the sun in this atmosphere. We want to look at these four areas as well as humanity. And when you look at the skies, uh, verse 1 says we are to give God the glory for his firmament. And that word firmament means atmosphere or skies. When you look up to the skies, God created the atmosphere. In fact, he stretched out his canopy over this earth so that we could have oxygen under here to live. That's not a mistake. God did that. God created something. In fact, Genesis 1 says God created something out of nothing. How, how, do, how do you do that but be God? And so we want to give God the praise and glory for what he has created. And then when you look at the universe, it says here, verses two through four, day and night, 
that he talks about here in the universe broadcasts a silent but eloquent symphony to the glory of the creator. When you look up into the stars and you see the sky and you see even the beauty of the Cascades and also uh, the Olympic Mountains, you can't escape the fact that God created that. In this church, I believe we believe in the biblical teaching of creation, right? And so with that in mind, we want to give God the glory for what he created. And so when you look up into the universe, it says that it's silent, but it actually broadcasts through the silence the beauty and omnipotence of God. And then you look at the sun. The sun serves as a supreme example of this truth that God created the heavens and the earth. The sun is not hanging in heaven by chance. I like that. The sun is not up there just by chance. There is a design and there is a designer. And that's what I think the world tries to to erase the fact that there's a designer and that designer is God. And we give God the glory for what he has created. When you wake up in the morning on January 2nd, it's God who provided you with your health and strength to put your legs over the side of the bed and say, thank you, Lord, for another year. Many people that started off in January of 2021 did not make it this year. And only by the grace and power and glory of God did we. Now, I want you to look at something here as we look at these pictures of the earth. Here's the earth. There's where we live. I know I don't think it's exactly by um, the Northwest right now, but that's all right. This is the earth. And by the way, the earth is on an angle. It's not just sitting up there. It's sitting on an angle of 23.5 degrees. And what gets me about when I look at the earth, you don't see any strings holding it up, do you? How do we take for granted that the earth is on an angle of 23.5 degrees, spinning at 17,000 miles an hour, and it's just happening. And yet down here, you're not blown away by the 17,000 miles an hour. God still has you in a stationary static position, even though it's spinning that fast. Now, the people up there in the cosmos, up there in that space space lab up in there, they they know how fast it's moving. And if they're hit by anything, they would die immediately. But that's our earth, and God created the heavens and the earth, the skies and the earth. Now I want you to look at another picture, the earth and the sun. And as you look at this sun here, the sun is 91.409 million miles away from us. And yet, during summer, you feel it pretty good, don't you? Let me tell you about something about the earth and the sun. If the sun went any further out, we'd freeze to death. If the sun went any closer in, we would burn up. How did God come up with the perpendicular exact distance between it? Only God could do that. We give God the glory for this type of creation. Well, maybe you're not impressed yet because I'm not an astronomer. I'm a preacher, but I, 
you have to study everything when you're going to preach God's word. But I want you to look at the solar system now. And the solar system, it'll show where you are. It's a little spot there. Your solar system, which we are a part of, is right there. Do you see it? Yeah, you see it. <laughs> and I want to tell you something about the solar system that touched, hit me hard. It's comprised of 100,000 million stars. Wait a minute. 100,000 stars? 100,000 million stars. And they're an estimated 2 trillion galaxies. Yet, look at what God says in Isaiah 40, 26 and Psalms 147. Those are powerful words that God says there in regards to the stars. Look up and see who created these those who he brings out the stars by number. He calls all of them by what? Because of his great power and strength, not one of them are missing. Lord, I don't even know where they all are. Psalm 147, 4 and 5, he counts the number of the stars. He gives names to all of them. Our Lord is great, vast in his power, and in his understanding is infinite. That's dealing with our God. My God, give glory to God for what he has created. And then, of course, there's humanity. I don't want to leave without saying something about humanity. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, you and I. And he knows all of us by name. And Isaiah even talks about, or Matthew, about how he knows all the hairs on our head. But I can't really relate to that. Psalm 139. And finally, we were created in the image of God. You're not just an accident, an amoeba that evolves from something. You are made in the image of God. Give God the glory for that today. Now, I don't want to leave uh, space just yet. I, I have to have a little brevity here. I'm a Star Wars fan. I am, and the new movie just came out, by the way, but I haven't, got, I haven't asked to go see it yet. I know, the, I know all the Star Wars series so good, I could close my eyes and just hear the music and know what's going on on screen. That's bad. But with all the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo and Luke Skywalker and all the other things that go on with that series, none of it touches the power and glory of God. I'm sorry. Nothing beats knowing God and giving him the glory. Secondly, let's give God the glory for his word, his word, his word, his word. You got a whole year to work on reading his word. His word. Give God the glory for his word, the Bible. 66 books of the Bible I learned, in, not just in seminary, but in my own training, 39 books in the Old Testament, 27 in the New, and they all are connected, inspired by God alone. He used 35 different authors to touch you and I and speak to you where you are through all these different authors, but they all talk about one thing. 
And this one thing I learned from a friend of mine, uh, and he came up with an acrostic for the Bible, and I thought it was so good, I had to put it up here today. The letters to the Bible, basic instruction before leaving earth. How you like that? It's kind of reminding me of Star Wars again, but I better, I'm not going to touch that. Basic instruction before leaving earth. We read it because it's God's instruction to you and I before we go back to meet with him. The law is another word for the Torah that it talks about in point number two here, verses uh, 7 through 13, which means instruction or direction flowing from revelation of God as the basis of life and actions. The psalmist does not distinguish between the law of God and the word of God. And then he goes into six things that you can benefit as you read God's word, uh, David did here in this passage. And I, and I want you to go through these six things with me. I just gave you the end of the result of what David said in verses uh, 7 through 9 here. The law of the Lord is perfect. What does it do? It revives the soul. In fact, it restores the soul. As we look at 2022, some of us need to be restored. We were beat up. The pandemic and all the other things that occurred in our world and in our country, some of us need to be revived. You need to restore your soul. He goes on to say the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy and the source of wisdom. I have to say that maybe you've been studying the word of God for a long time, but you don't know everything. We all need wisdom as we look at 2022. We all need God's direction and God's wisdom. Wisdom comes from God as you fear him. Three, C, the precepts of the Lord is right, and it gives what? Joy to the heart. This joy that I have, the world did not give it to me. I love the word joy, and Paul gives even a even powerful idea of what that joy involves. Joy is not always a smile on your face. Hi, hi, I have joy, I have joy. You may or may not have joy. You may just be putting that on for church. Joy goes beyond just an external smile. Joy is the assurance of knowing no matter what is going on, no matter how bad it gets, if everything is breaking down, God is going to still get us through this. And when you think about 2021 and now we're in 2022, do you know, We should have some joy that we got through that. There should be some praise in this place to know we're on the other side of that. And maybe we're not done with everything yet, but you still need his joy. The command of the Lord is radiant. It gives light to the eyes. That word light that David is talking about, I think also deals with illumination. It gives you insight as you read his word and insight into dealing with your relationships, marriage, family, kids, grandkids, employers. Lord, I need insight on how to deal with this. This is hard for me. The fear of the Lord is good. 
it endures forever. Heaven and earth will pass away, but here's the thing. My word will never pass away. Amen? The ordinance of of the Lord is sure, altogether righteous. His word is righteous. His word is good. And then David goes on to talk about how his word is as greater value than gold. And I looked up what gold was today in America, or maybe it's for the whole world. It's $1,813.80. You need that 80 cents too when you're really wanting all of it. It's more greater than gold. Now, I'm not into the lottery, but I, I was all over the news about $500 million. And a lot of people went that probably shouldn't have gone because once you see that number, oh, money, security. But he's saying God's word is greater than that. In fact, he says God's great word is greater than honey, greater than food. Now, I have to have a little more brevity again before I go to point number three, and that is when I saw the word honey and read that, that David said that it's greater than honey, greater than food, I thought about my grand, our grandson, Amir, who used to be here. He's in London now with his mom. We miss him very much. But one of his favorite cereals was Honey Nut Cheerios. And I thought about that right there, and he's greater, it's greater than honey. Sorry, Amir, it's greater than Honey Nut Cheerios. It's greater than any food his word is. And finally, treasure God's word, church. uh, Treasure God's word, grace. Attend classes that help you study the word and learn his word. I've been reading the word. I started preaching at 17. I'm still learning things about God's word now. My birthday is in two days. I'll be 66 years old. I'm still learning. You never stop learning about his word. Treasure God's word. Read it and live by it daily. If you do, a great reward will come your way. Make a personal commitment. We're going to start the prayer and fasting on January 9th. That might be a good time to commit to start taking, reading the word of God for the year. That's up to you. Finally, point number three, give God the glory for his grace and mercy how many days every day every day Schaefer said the easiest place to be spiritual is at church the hardest place to be spiritual is at home once we leave here the thing about Christianity Christianity is that it's so daily you gotta live it day by day I love the mission and vision you have here at Grace, uh, the vision daily Grace, following Jesus together and being on mission in our daily lives, and then the mission abide and respond. I hear Jesse, Pastor Jesse, saying that right now. Abide and respond in the power of the Holy Spirit. The psalmist reflects on himself in relation to God and His revelation. Asking for forgiveness of sins, verse 13 and 14, verse 12 and 13, he asked for forgiveness of sins, even the ones he's not aware of. The word there is hidden sins, even the ones he's not aware of, as well as the sins he may be aware of and willfully doing it. You're in one of those categories all the time. 
The good news is that God completely and fully forgives us when we confess our sins to him. That's another amen. God completely and fully forgives us when we confess our sins to him. Psalms 51, 1 and 2 is a great passage on on the forgiveness of sin and how God can forgive one another. And then 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's not once a week. That's every day. The God who made the universe that we looked at earlier and exercised that power on our behalf can do it for you and I right now. David started off in the skies, in the atmosphere, and he brought it all the way down to daily need for forgiveness. That's the God you and I serve through the power of the Holy Spirit when Jesus Christ comes into our life. As the worship and praise team come, I want you to think about that. The uh, the God who made the universe by his authority offers to exercise that same power on our behalf to help us speak and think in a way that honors him. And as they sing this next song, I'm going to come back up and I want to give you a biblical uh, New Year's resolution, verse 14 a biblical New Year's resolution, which I hope you would take with you as we look at the year 2022 today.